It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available every morning, of course, on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, yes, it is Tuesday, the 7th of February. It is the first Tuesday in a legitimate month that the RBA can look towards a rate rise decision and here we go for another year and of course later on today we will bring you that decision the instant that it is made from the governor and all you need to do if you're not already following us is to follow to get that notification And the smart money is leaning towards a 25 basis points rise. And that's where I'm picking it is going to fall. It will be a bit of a surprise if it is higher than that. So we will wait and see. And in just a moment, we are going to take you to Paddington and New Farm in Brisbane. These are two areas that are sought after at the moment, but they do have different price points. And Alex is joining us from Brisbane in just a moment. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. If you're wondering what the cheapest city in America to buy a house in, it is still in Detroit, Michigan with a median home value of around $40,000. Cleveland, Ohio is also relatively cheap at $75,000 and I've been to Cleveland. I remember a flight from New York into Cleveland. It was about as hair-raising as it could possibly be, a storm. And uh, the pilot did really well to land the plane. Well, if you're celebrating your birthday, hopefully that's more fun for today, the 7th of February. Happy birthday to you. You're celebrating it with Garth Brooks, who's turning 60 today. Chris Rock is turning 56. And Eddie Izzard is turning 60. And Ashton Kutcher is turning 44 years young today. We are just as addicted to property as you are the real estate podcast it's the main center forecast and around the country first to sydney we go and expecting one or two showers with a high of 27 degrees in melbourne a little bit of a cloudy day the temperature just 21 Brisbane, mainly fine with cloudy patches and a high of 30. And in Perth today, clouds clearing into another fine sunny day and expecting a top for you of 29. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. So right now, let's find out what is happening in Paddington and also in New Farm in Brisbane and welcome in Alex Rutherford from Place Real estate. Good morning, Alex. Uh, Welcome into the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning. Just coming back to this rate rise that we're talking about this morning, how important do you think this rate rise is going to be today for people wanting to buy into Paddington, into New Farm in the first quarter of 2023? Look, it wasn't unexpected, but what we're finding in those two areas, they're very blue chip for Brisbane. So the reality is any rate rise hasn't necessarily affected either one of those markets substantially because we've also got, unfortunately, stock shortages. So unfortunately, our market for people that are sort of sitting out hoping that the prices will reduce, 
we're definitely not seeing that occurring as yet. And we'll get to the shortages in just a moment, but I, I want to ask you, what was trending in Paddington and New Farm real estate market? Let's say the run up towards the end of last year and the start of 2023, anything in your mind that's been trending? Yeah, so to the last quarter of last year, we found that the the luxury home market's still very buoyant. So the renovated, beautiful family homes are still largely um, the fore of most of the marketplace. They're upsizing, as well as we still have a large component of interstate and overseas buyers still buying. That has also married up with the apartment market um, being really strong up until sort of that 1.1 million. So 400 through to 1.1 has been very popular and we're seeing properties sell sort of within 10 to 12 days. We're historically talking in 2019, 2020, they would take up to 72 days to sell. So we are seeing the affordable apartment market where first home buyers can get into the market and investors can make very good money on the rental. And then the renovated family homes or the new build family homes are also very popular. Also, the the rents incredibly high around the country, but I would imagine that New Farm and Paddington, those rents are probably really at the, the, the top end. Of course, that has a bit of a flow-on effect in real estate terms, in terms of anybody thinking about selling their property. It kind of changes the dynamic because they might be getting those high rents. Is that a bit of a factor for Paddington and New Farm supply at the moment? Yes, it's driving a lack of sellers because realistically, I don't know the, the full percentage, but I heard some, something like in the last quarter, rents went up by about 10%. So for a landlord, you're looking at something like a, a cottage buying about 1.4 is getting $1,000 a week. So if you look at repayments, it actually makes it easier to keep those properties. So we actually have surprisingly very little property coming to market. And a lot of those investors, they're earning too much money out of the rental market to really put the properties on the sale market. What about the at the other end of that? So if somebody's making a lot of money with the rentals, they can then leverage themselves up to buy another property. But, you know, they find it at the other end that there is not the properties there for them to buy. Is, is that been a bit of a factor? Mm, it is. So they're then having to go further out or look at completely different markets. So yes, it is It is a factor. And we are finding that there's buyers looking up to six to 12 months to find the next property that suits either their portfolio or lifestyle. So it's, it's quite, quite a hard market to buy into. Mm, and you'd be dealing with a lot of these people, I would imagine, particularly new farm owners that have got a bit of a portfolio, quite a bit of buying going on over COVID. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some of them are very savvy. They bought just at the start of COVID and have done incredibly well. What we find with the new farm market, a lot of that buyer profile, they try and buy again. So they generally, if they can afford to, they have one or two properties and their preference is to stay within the area. And then because it's such a lifestyle precinct, you've got fantastic cafes, restaurants close to the city, city cat, beautiful parks, beautiful walkways. Um, it's very livable. So we do find it's an aspirational suburb for a lot of those first home buyers or let's say downsizers 
that come into the area as well. So it's putting pressure on that market, which then is driving price as well. Paddington's a little bit different where it's um, a mix between executives and families. You do get a, a investors in, in there as well, but it doesn't have as much as the culture. There's a, a lovely, beautiful um, cafe precinct, but it doesn't have the fine dining as much as New Farm does. And the streets are a little bit different. Um, they have more of a hilly aspect. And also you do get fantastic breezes through there. It's very livable, but that sells differently again. So you find that that is more of a longer term hold. And also because of the demand, the prices aren't as high. Yeah, and I can hear people sort of listening right now thinking, gee, what's the sort of medium prices for Paddington and New Farm? So let's just uh, break that down because I think there's a little bit of a saving between the two if somebody was maybe limited with their spending power. So can you tell us what that median price for Paddington and New Farm is and what sort of savings somebody could make between the two? Yeah, so please don't quote me on this, but as far as I understand, the median price in New Farm now is about 2.25 compared to Paddington, which I believe sits at about 1.7 or thereabouts. So what we are finding, that's quite different. And so you can start to see you're going to get a lot more value for Paddington than you are for New Farm. But again, it just depends on the lifestyle, livability, renovation. There's a lot more apartments in New Farm than there is Paddington. And that leads into two other areas, which is um, Tenerife. And also you're going over to Newstead, which has been quite heavily been redeveloped in the last, I'd say, seven to 10 years. But Paddington appears to have more houses if you're looking for apartments, they're more the six-pack, eight-pack conventional units or there's been development occur behind a Queenslander. So then you've got apartment blocks sitting behind, but they're smaller boutique. There seems to be a bit of uh, development going on, is there, over the last uh, 12 months between the two suburbs? Yes, so New Farm, there is very little land, but they have definitely been a resurgence in high quality apartment builds. So starting sort of 3 million plus. So that market is definitely a very strong marketplace, suits a lot of downsizers particularly wealthy and aspirational buy-in. Paddington, there's been more of the infrastructure just because of the land that's available and also the building overlays that are available for that particular suburb. It has been more Queenslanders that have been moved forward and then the apartment blocks being built behind. So they are very different styles, but both very popular. Yes, and so today it, it is Rate Rise Day. So can you remember the first house that you bought? Where was it? Uh, what was it? And what was that interest rate? I can. It was back in, boy, 2000, sorry, 1995. I'll correct myself. 1995, it was a two-bedroom, one-bathroom unit in Adelaide because I was living there at the time. It had a tenant in it. The rates were 14.2%. 14.2. And 14.2. And we paid $68,000 for it. We still own it today. We've renovated it once. And it's worth, I think, about 375000 
Oh, that, that's a good yeah. point, isn't it? Just to, to make that point, hold property as long as you possibly can. Yes, we, we've done both. We've bought, renovated and sold. We've bought, divided and sold. And then some of the properties that maybe we can't sell or we bought it before we had tax structures in place, so it's in our personal names, we will keep that because it has really fantastic cash flow. It sits there and we, we actually um, leverage against it from time to time when we're buying another portfolio property. Yeah, well, that's the way to do it. Hey, Alex, thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning, giving us a little bit of a breakdown, a little bit of a a look-see into Paddington and New Farm. Good luck for 2023. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 